the only boys rewatch podcast that doesn't know when to shut the hell up. I'm one of your hosts in Jack of All Trades Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. I can be quiet sometimes. <laughs> it's not an issue of being quiet or loud, which, yeah, you can't really be quiet. No. It's an issue... <laughs> <laughs> that was a blatant lie. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was very much an issue of length last week. <laughs> yes, it's just that kind of cheap humour that, that is very much expected of us in this episode, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, because we have love sausage in this episode, so... Oh, we have many things in this episode, because yes. cause it's it's time for an orgy. Yes. It is season three, episode six, Herogasm. Yeah, a, a, what looks like a 70s car key orgy. Uh, yeah, it Lots did. of smoke glass and, and low ceiling lights and hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, and <laughs> people actually serving the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, ew. <laughs> yeah. I would not be eating anything in that, well. You Much would... less sushi. Yeah, Much no. less fucking sushi. Because <laughs> no. I don't, I doubt they all have like super colon. I wonder is that anybody's superpower in this universe? What? In, a like, super colon. <laughs> they can eat Chipotle all they like? Well, we saw picante balls. Ah, uh, yeah. So, well, that, obviously that was in Diabolical, but uh-huh. we did get some... But there was a guy in this with his dick on fire! There was. <laughs> Just, yeah, how did you not remember the dick on fire? Well, there was a lot going on, because there was also the whole... But his dick was on <laughs> fire! There was the holy asshole ramming as well. <laughs> Somebody's been reading Burt Ward's memoirs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... Let's not get straight to, to the to best bit and shoot our load too early. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it takes a while before we get to hear orgasm. We should probably talk about some of the other stuff first. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically starting with a summary, I suppose. Yeah. While Butcher and Huey help Soldier Boy find his footing in the modern world, Homelander is rattled by the return of Vought's original superhero, but plans to take him down anyway. Annie and M.M. team up to find payback before anyone else can. A-Train wants justice, and all paths will collide at the year's biggest orgy, Herogasm. Yeah, all roads lead to Herogasm, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and when in Rome? Uh, fucking octopus? <laughs> yeah, that's Deep's option, at least, anyway. <laughs> that's I mean, we're, str- we're straight back there. We are straight <laughs> back there. Well, it's, it's Herogasm. But speaking of the Deep, it, we open with the Deep. True, we do open with the Deep. and, and uh, I honestly thought it was like a video diary that he was doing and he was going to be like, I hate Cassandra, please help me. I, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she beats me with a belt, like, not <coughs> well, like you a talk whole about load this. of celebrities singing Imagine. Yeah, we can talk about Cassandra later because, yeah, that, that Imagine bit was fucking gas. Like, I wasn't sure when Deep sang the first line. I was like, is that just because of what he said just now? Is and he he's singing the to deep? his gills again? Or, yeah, well, that was... <laughs> the, immediately they go with a... There was a reference to that because the first celebrity they have is Patton Oswalt. Who was, who was the, the voice gills. of the gills yeah. in season two. But, yeah, that was just a nice little calling out of, of the, the, the celebrity video from during the pandemic. Oh, wow, when it was like six days in isolation, I was like, oh, boo-hoo, yeah. in your fucking mansion. <laughs> Some of us live in fucking apartments. Not us, though. Not we, us. We, we have, live in a house, yeah. a very big house in the country. Yes. Anyway. Um, I, yeah, I had nowhere to go from that one, no. to be honest with you. Just random blur no. reference for no, no reason whatsoever. All I, all I can think of now is putting a bathtub out in the back garden. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why Riding not? around on a pig. Yeah, that, that video was fucking hilarious. But when they cut to the next scene and, and it's all them in crime analytics and Hallman just goes, no, deep. 
I thought initially I thought it was like was deep showing him this video and trying to like run it past him and be like, hey, I made this cool thing. Yeah, look, hey, I did a thing. I've taken over Crime Analytics, fired everybody. Uh, well, yeah, no, but I just because thought... there's nobody there. Like you barely notice more in the background. Like it's just that the light kind of glints off him a wee bit. Yeah, because it cuts straight to the explosion at at Chimp Country. Oh, and yeah. then and then it's it's Homelander saying no deep, and I was like, did it, no? He says stop. Oh, and, stop deep. And yeah. he exits the whole thing. And it was just the way it cuts. So suddenly, I thought I was like, is this some sort of weird deep tribute to to Crimson Countess having died? And then I realized it was an entirely separate scene. <laughs> <laughs> I was I don't know if that was just me or yeah, no. It was just a very quick cut. I wasn't yeah. expecting it. I think, but yeah, it cuts to to the. The three of them. Especially because it, it goes to a computer when he, he says no stop it cuts back to a computer screen so it does look like something that's been and, and the editing kind of keyboard well, yeah. with the little dial things and they're like why isn't there anyone here who can work this? And he's like oh Ashley got rid of them all and she's they have like that little like sibling Oh, They, they tattle on each other basically. <laughs> it's like two children. Like, well, well you did this. No you did this. You're the one who did this. But I like Don't forget line. they brought spring. Oh no. What? Annika, did she get fired? Well, maybe it's just Annika's day off. Because no, she was there after the culling of everybody. Yeah. And I think. And also, Noir was there, and Annika <laughs> has a fondness for almond joys. So. Well, also, given what they discover, it's probably for the best that Annika's <laughs> not there. Because yeah. she doesn't want to be witness to that kind of information. She don't mm. want to be part of that inner circle. No, because Ashley's in as deep as the rest of them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I particularly like the line towards the end of that scene where Homan is walking out and he's like deep. Sort of there. Actually, if he fucks it up, it's your head. Yeah. But Homelander's learning. <laughs> he is, yeah, because... Ashley goes straight to classic crisis management of, we'll get on all the shows and we'll do this and we'll do this. And Homelander straight, steps in straight away and is like, you want to tell America that their greatest hero is, number one, back from the fucking dead. Number two, blew up, <laughs> up part of Midtown and is now in the wind... Well, he does. He does have a little bit of a freak out first. Yeah. But he he manages it a lot better than we've seen in the past. He didn't. He has just, a little bit no of a damage. tantrum. Well, yeah, he's a little bit of a tantrum where he's like, "Why is this happening to me? This isn't fair." This is my and, fault. But he also realizes that if the company falls, he goes down. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a realization for him, and then he does try and go into right. What What can I do? He kind of there's a moment as you know the the, the high pitch ringing that we it hear. Doesn't it doesn't completely eclipse him this time. Yeah, and then it cuts out, and he's like, "Right, here's what we're gonna do. You find Scrub him. all the footage, find him, and we'll kill him, or I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Fuck it, I'll just kill him." And then he runs outside with Black Noir and tells him, "Oh, it's so good to have you. I know I can count on you, Black Noir. You're always here for me. You've he always been here for me. Why would he do this? He was on your team. And then the second Noir is left alone, he's straight for that elevator. That that poor lady in the elevator. Oh, right? she did not. I I suppose if you work in that tower, it's bound to happen at some point. Uh, yeah, and I mean it does like because <laughs> like response, I'm sure they have a hefty dry cleaning allowance. Her response when he hands her the the tracking chip you? that she's he's cut out of his arm is yeah uh, thank you because yeah she's obviously been in similar situations before not necessarily I'm, I'm those sure exact ones there's but there's probably yeah. a protocol for if you come into contact with Black Noir is, specifically yeah it's <laughs> just don't provoke him. But Black Noir does, as much as he can look anything, he looks a bit panicked. Yeah, he, he, it's, it's not like calm and collected that walk. That is a, like, 
Oh yeah, quick time harch. <laughs> yeah, and, and just before <laughs> and the there elevator. is no hesitation either. He knows exactly where his chip is. He's just yeah. like Kunk, in out. There we go. Here you go. I am out of here. And he's like skidding around that corner on the way out. Like, oh yeah, he's straight out of there. And there's like and just then before, he's gone. He's in the wind. Just before the elevator doors open, he's got this real like quick breathing. Yeah, and it's not because he's just stabbed himself in the wrist because we've seen him take a lot of damage before, yeah. and not so much as like. But he was also Edgar's pet in a way. Like, so for him to do anything he's not supposed to do, realistically. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little bit worrying. Because he did seem to be under Edgar's control. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, we've seen the damage that was done to him. He seems to be very much like a child. Yeah, and it's possible Edgar might have felt a little bit guilty over the whole helmet argument and what happened to Blackmore in Nicaragua. And at the very least, they've been working together for 40-odd years. Yeah, I still think Edgar has set them all up. What, payback? Set up Soldier Boy. I think oh, he, I really he was think, the one who set up Soldier Boy initially. Which is why they all say Noir, because Noir was the company man. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's a bit later on where, where TNT blamed Black Noir. Yeah. But we can talk about that then, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, look, panicked is... We yeah. never followed Noir, either. Yeah, we never fo- really follow him. Noir just appears. Yeah, a lot of the time he just appears in scenes. He, yeah, and like, like a big death beetle. Apart, apart from... But he's up on the roof and he's like, hello. <laughs> no, when he's off like killing the keep and, and on missions that we actually see him on. But, yeah. but as a, as but a character, we almost never follow him. No. So yeah, that was that was very interesting. Yeah, he was like, hang on, what? Yeah, I really, really can't. We're going to go follow Noir? And he's not sobbing in a hallway? <laughs> yeah. And he it's not like he can explain anything to Soldier Boy. No. <laughs> so no. I wonder has he gone off to find Edgar? I don't know. In he, line in line with your theory, has I he think gone he off might have to gone to Edgar. Edgar. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about it now, so fuck it. Um when the TNT twins later on say it was Noir and Soldier Boy says he wouldn't do anything without Vought say so basically. Yeah, he wouldn't take a piss without Vought say so. So um, Vought had to have or at the very least Edgar as their handler. Yeah, that's to what have I was thinking. Something. And and it looks Which like is, he stops to consider it for a second, but then it's actually the Russian radio coming in. So it's like, yeah. oh, was he considering it, or is he just distracted by what he's hearing? Yeah. But yeah, it it could be that he. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe Edgar was behind it, and I they're going he was, to. He didn't. He seems to have spearheaded the Homelander campaign. So was he trying to get rid of of? Soldier Boy. Uh, Soldier Boy. Yeah, to, we talked a bit about that last week too. his own career. So yeah, if, if if he got rid of Soldier Boy and Plan B was Homelander to get a better product, that didn't work out any better either. So he's tried to get V24 because we know he's the man is all about a good product and yeah. he wants out of the superhero business. So it's reasonable that his experiences up to that point are what led him to want to get yeah. out of the superhero business. So yeah, it would it would track with everything we've been showing really so far. I really think it's Edgar. I really do. I really think he's the one that shot them. And if he if he has a backup plan for Homelander, which he's always hinted that he has, we th- we talked about whether or not it was a Flight Thirty Seven video or something else. But and if he if else. he if he has something in his back pocket for Homelander, he would have had something in his back pocket for Soldier Boy as well. Yeah, he's got a ten cent, ten cent for a book of matches. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a second to get that one. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, yeah, black black more legging it. That yeah, was <laughs> that was weird. And then yeah, we cut straight to, to good old Soldier Boy in the the now. Oh, in his like baseball jersey, eating Vodaburger, <laughs> looking for racist sauce. 
<laughs> yeah, I forgot about the racist sauce. With that a bottle loves. of bourbon and... And some bennies. Nom nom. <laughs> which he then crushes with the handle of a massive knife. With his name engraved on it. Yeah, dude, that big fucking chunky ass lines of it too. Oh, I, I, I loved all of it because it's the first proper bit of Soldier Boy that we've gotten His to actual see. personality where he's not putting it on for the crowd like he is in the Nicaragua flashback. Yeah. It where he, it's the character of it. And it's not what we saw last week with Crimson Countess which was not, not that that was bad but, but that, that was, was a very vengeful. different very emotional scene. Yeah. So just to see the, see him kind of as, as the person he is in general was, yeah. was quite fun. With, the, with his pants down like yeah. literally. And, and just Getting angry about random things and like yeah, taking I think hand the Geiger counter was fucking brilliant. That as he's getting madder, the counters go. Oh, it's starting to tick. Later on, when yeah. Huey and him are together, but no, this is where they're just trying to convince him. Yeah, you know, look, we need each other. It's a whole new world out there, and you need us. And you made up those words. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The light of it. No, that's, you you made up those words. Yeah, yeah, you lie. <laughs> you made that up. But they know how to play him. Like they kind of they kind of convince him with that. But I think Butcher lays it on a bit thick. I found it was a bit ah come on now. So I don't know why it annoyed me so much every time he called him son. I was like, dude, he's older than him uh, by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, by a long way. Like he was in like World War Two. He's been around for a very very long time. Well, I mean, I think they still don't know kind of how what way it's it's gonna go with them I assume this is the morning after the blowing up of the countess uh, yeah that's what I'm guessing anyway yeah. so yeah they, they're very much not sure where they stand with him beyond he's not going to kill us this very second because he kind of <laughs> needs us to get him shit at the moment yeah so that's until a, he figures shit out they, they convince him that much and then say hey look we'll help you find your team if you just it, Put one. Put one more name on the list. Yeah. And I like how Butcher convinces him. He says Homelander and Soldier Boy says, yeah, I've seen him around, posters around and pictures around. I've Who seen, is he? No, he just goes, I've seen pictures. And Butcher's response is, the new you. Because <laughs> he knows, yeah, that'll, that'll probably get his back up. That'll yeah. annoy him a little bit. And it shows, he's a dead no new me. <laughs> I'm the original fucking article. And he does, when he's ranting later on with Huey about being on Omaha Beach and in the Eagle's Nest and doing all of this service and what did it get him and you can see that's the Homelander thing oh yeah who's got like his faces everywhere and he has all this fame and yeah okay Soldier Boy has a statue outside the building but he's not Homelander no and um, yeah he, he he's like I've come back I am I am a forgotten relic and I did like all these my things. team gave like shopped me and forgot about me yeah and like it, that whole bit when he's talking with Crimson Countess and was like I waited for you yeah. And then when he's talking later um, with Huey about wanting to have kids with her. Yeah. It was very, I actually thought that was very sweet. Um, just a little bit of kind of yeah, I think they, for what he's done. I, the I, way, it was just the way he was saying it. Yeah, it's, they've given him a couple of bits like that, that, that are like, you know, you can make him a little bit sympathetic. And I think it's just so to show us he's, he's not quite as bad as Homelander. Because they're giving him those bits of characterization, I am expecting a rug pull of some kind. In the same way that if you didn't know what was coming with Stormfront in season two because you hadn't read the comics, yeah, you might have liked her in the first couple of episodes because she was all sticking to the man and stuff. And then when that reveal happens in season three and she just slaughters a whole load of black people on trying season, to get Kimiko, or yeah. season two, sorry, episode three. Uh, you're like, oh shit, oh no, no, I don't like her Oh, at that whole, the second she walks into that apartment and her eyes flare and you see that hatred and it's like 
Oh damn! That's I think they're doing a bit of that with Soldier Boy. Yeah. Um he he hasn't been responsible in inverted commas for the accident in New York because it's his PTSD freak out thing. Oh, I reckon and he's it, programmed. And it happens again later at Herogasm. Yeah. And technically you could say, oh, he didn't mean to hurt those people. I, I, and I think they're going to do a rug pull and he's going to be just nearly worse than Homelander towards I, the I, end of the I season. I think he has a would you kindly. He might. But no, I, I, I think it'll be something that he does himself that will be like that. Where they, I just think they're... I don't think they're making him sympathetic to make him sympathetic. Look at the way he talks about Bill Cosby, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he made some strong drinks. Yeah, he knows. He was he, about to be like, uh, this, all this stuff happened with way. Bill Cosby. And then he's and, like, yeah, oh, he hot drops damn. That, he drops that line about, yeah, he made some damn strong drinks. And he was like, oh, holy fucking shit. He knows. He knows. And he still thinks Bill Cosby is a man's man. Yeah. Great. <laughs> that was a fucking great bit. But yeah. Why was, do they keep leaving Huey alone with people? Because it's hilarious. <sighs> Because it's always hilarious. Yep. Yeah, like Lamplighter and <laughs> like, the soup porn. That was hilarious. <laughs> well, this they're watching like one of their old films. Oh, that, yeah, that's cheesy as fuck. With the really bad, with the TNT twins. What? The, the fucking, your man's jumpsuit. The ill-fitting. Oh, yeah. Stretchy. Terrible. Oh. Terrible. The j- jumpsuits are nearly as bad as the acting in that scene. Oh, their fucking power is terrible too. Because apparently that... It seems to yeah, me that they're a, useless on their own. Yeah, that's really not a good power. And no, I don't why see, are they on one? Like, they yeah, why like are they pay, on the the big team? Why are they on payback? Like, I get why more the eighties man. But yeah, no, the the little chat that he has with Huey when Huey just tried to be then like, oh no, you you didn't mean to kill all those people, did you? You didn't mean to be a bad man. As much as it's about Soldier Boy's response, I think it's the fact that Huey is even having to ask the question. He's. I think uh, it's a no, bit of no, dead, It's um, confirmation for Huey for the bad shit he may do while he's up on V. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It, it, it's, it's like, but you didn't mean to do it. It just kind of happened. It was an accident to try and excuse, possibly excuse his future behavior or any of the people that he has hurt while on V. Like all those people that they killed in Russia. But when, when he left Andy the night before and he was like, he's a murderer, don't go with him. Yeah. And obviously he, he murdered Crimson Countess, but Huey's like, okay, whatever, that was a soup. But I need to know that he he didn't murder those people in New York, those innocent people in New yeah. York on purpose. So yeah, it it is it's all about him trying to justify the path he's on, whether just V or the actions in general. Yeah. But we we don't think they're justified, Huey, fuck you. Yeah, no, this Huey's taking a turn. <laughs> he really is. He really is. And and we'll definitely talk about it later on in the episode. Yes. Cause as it as the episode goes on, he turns into a right fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, an absolute dick. Yeah, and he's turned into such a fucking asshole. He doesn't even text Kimiko in the hospital, or even go to see her to check on her to make sure she's okay. Like nobody fucking picks up a phone and checks on the two of them. One person does later on. Annie brings Annie. it up when she's talking to MM. I think in the next scene, she says, uh, but, "Yeah, he's on. Unre- he's unreachable." Yeah, Kimiko's still in the hospital, and Frenchie's unreachable. Yeah. She's the only one that we know has tried to contact them. Like, but like, yeah, poor Kimiko. She's in the hospital and she's lost her powers. You lost her powers and lost her Frenchie. Doesn't know why he's gone. No, she's just there eating rocket pops and being sad and trying to work out what she did wrong. 
Yeah, you can see it in all the texts that yeah. she's trying to send. And oh yeah, poor Kimiko. And thankfully they don't dwell on it because I think I was a bit worried in the last episode that they had just set it up for the drama of it and I thought it was going to no, be No, kind of happy that a big Russian lurchy bloke showed up to kidnap her. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't like sad Kimiko. And, no, and, and least, also this way, you know, we might find Frenchie. Yeah, and she doesn't have a good time of it this episode. No. But... She's at least she's she not, holds her own. Oh, yeah, she definitely does. But she's still not, wouldn't want to get into a fight with her. But she doesn't think that Frenchie she left fights. her because of the kiss. No, she's like, oh shit, I've been taken. But yeah, that is just a, a really short bit before we have the scene with Emma and Annie where she does say that she yeah. has checked in on them because Emma's packing up and loading up and, and yeah. is man on mission and. And he's like, what the shit? <laughs> yeah, she's like, that uh, that that bullet won't work on Soldier Boy. And M.M.'s like, not for Soldier Boy. And, and you're like, like oh, oh, he going to kill Butcher. That yeah, is a bullet for Butcher. That is. And he's, he's angry. And I was, oh, I was, he, he's rightfully angry. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But uh, when he goes on his little rant about how, why does he have to take the high road? Yeah. And, and like I, when, I, Yeah, I, he's like, when white people get mad... Yeah, they can freak out and do whatever the fuck they want. But I gotta like. But I gotta yeah, keep my shit together. And I get it, and I totally understand his anger and all of it. It's just ah, I love him, and I don't want him to to take the low road because at this point he's the only one with any fucking honor or well, like him and Annie are the only ones who are left on the high road. Yeah, everybody else has fucked off and taken the butcher path and taken the low road. Everybody else. Yeah, everybody's down there playing in the mud. And not so much Frenchie and Kimiko. They're trying to get out of it, but they're yeah. still very much involved in the Well, mode. Cherie got Frenchie involved in the Little Nina. And oh, I have, he, I have some ranting for Little Nina. When he extracted himself from that, Butcher dragged him back in. Yeah. So it's but, Butcher's fault for the situation he's in now. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, everybody else is, is on the low road. And I was like, no, M.M., don't take the low road. Don't. So, M.M. has integrity. And he's trying to, to, to convince him of, no, look, let's, we just need to catch up with them yeah. and, and stop them from what they're yeah. doing. We don't need to kill them. Because she's like, we're all we've got. Kimiko's in the hospital. Frenchie's unreachable. Alex is dead. Yeah, Maeve is who knows where. We're, like, we're... There's nobody else. There's nobody else. Butcher and this. Huey are just, are. they're not even a consideration. They're off on their own fucking thing. Yeah, they're not, yeah, no, we have to stop them, them. <laughs> and Homelander but probably them before yeah. and she gets the call from from Ashley saying she that she's needed in Volterra and, and leaves and I like the way she checks on him before yeah she's like do I need to worry about you I really like their friendship actually it's very sweet no I do yeah I, I love what we got from them on the road trip in season 2 yes. and I really like what we get from the two of them together in this it's episode it's like oh no really... you dry wiping <laughs> and even <laughs> I like how M.M. has always kind of cared for Annie in the background because we got yeah. that bit in season two where he's telling Huey stop dragging her into this shit yeah, she, you're dragging us into this shit but you're also dragging her into this shit like and it's even more dangerous for her because she's think, on their side I think he he recognises that she's a good person who just wants to do good in the world yeah no and and that's why I think they they, they work so well together yeah they have a kinship as well they yeah. just they seem to understand each other but in, in stark contrast to the understanding that M.M. and Annie have of each other, we see another male-female team oh, who have Christ. no understanding of each other in A-Train and Ashley, oh. when she's watching the A-Train to Africa mock-up. 
and it's as cheesy and terrible as we expected it to be. What was it, like one man's journey? Oh, I can't. I, 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 I couldn't take it in. It's so cheesy, I couldn't even take it in. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but him yeah, like tracing Stock footage with roots. a voiceover and, yeah. and some A-Train graphics thrown up over them. And uh, uh, I'm with Ashley lying on the sofa. Yeah, this is dead. unbelievable. garbage. <laughs> and then the second he walks in, she's like, oh, just watching it, it's great. Oh uh, yeah, always, always oh. the stage manager. But Adrian did not want to talk about his shitty TV program. No. No, he no. wants to talk about that absolute cunt, Blue Hawk, and what they're going to do about it. Yeah, no, And the answer is more or less fucking nothing. Oh no, wait, he's getting 12 weeks of sensitivity training? Yeah, 12 weeks of sensitivity training. Because he felt threatened being in a room full of black men black unarmed people without superpowers <laughs> I love when <sighs> when Adrian says he wants to bring charges and actually it's just her choice of words of if we persecute yeah Blue Hawk now is it persecute actually yeah. really that of all the words you could have used and then the stock response Oh, and he says we tried to get rid of yeah. or I thought we got rid of the Nazis. And her hand goes straight into the hair as well and starts playing with the okay. hair. Can I ask a question? You know when A-Train says he wants justice and actually Justice! And pulls the hair out. <laughs> Flee, motherfucker. Did she come a little? Possibly. And at the very least she got one hell of an endorphin rush yeah because that. that is a big old hank of hair but she just she looks like she enjoyed it a little bit and, uh, she, and we saw that just, at the moment of orgasm when she was fucking the director yeah. in episode one yeah she there yeah, was pulling yeah. the hair out so i'm like has she got this weird like link now to, to pulling hair out and sexual pleasure but yeah i just you can't hang around suits for that long and not end up getting into some weird fucking shit or any sort of stress well as we said this something. is yeah this is actually that, like, deal, it's but, almost like yeah the second that's her like boiling point is the hair comes out and she lets him have it oh and she does like, fucking let him have it it's the equivalent of taking your being like taking your earrings off before a fight I... <laughs> it's like hang on hold my earrings she she does to him with words what she did to Cameron Coleman with the strap on yes and she absolutely destroys that asshole <laughs> Oh. And she, yeah, she, she really let him have it. Oh. Oh, I just, I want and he, need, he needed to hear it. I just love the fact she was like, oh, and she talks about the three murders and then she's like, while well, you were in the club with your crew or getting your toes sucked by Popclaw. Yeah. Who you, I also, you also murdered. And yes, I do know about that one as well. So that's four people. She definitely calls I spent 100 of her 100, 100 hours. hours in crisis management to cover up your fucking bullshit. I, I just love at the end of her rant when she's like, that's right, I fucking said it. Out loud. <laughs> and A-Train, like you're not imagining this. I'd be like, run, bitch. A-Train, A-Train has this mix on his face of fear and respect and confusion <laughs> And, and maybe lit- also a little bit of arousal too. Yeah, he's got a bit of a like like fright boner going on. <laughs> yeah, I think I- like he's like I don't I, like that could have gone either way. That could have gone from him like running to like them screwing on the desk. Like it had that kind of energy where it was going to pivot. Yeah, but I think yeah he realizes well he's not going to get anywhere with Ashley right now and rightly backs off. Yeah, because and, and then he's like, "I'm going to ping his chip and find his ass myself," which is exactly what. Well, he no, does. well, that's, that's what he says to start setting her off. That's yeah. why she's like, "No, you can't go after him." And Homelander wants to to show a united yeah. front, 
And again, speaking of United Fronts, the thing that you spotted. Oh, when he's... When Homelander finds out that Noir's done a runner, it's beside the United We Stand poster. Yeah, with the Brooklyn Bridge on it. I never would have spotted that. I d- just, you're so of, good for that stuff. I'm, it's never one of the dark it. ones. Now, it's because it's the Brooklyn Bridge and Flight 37 in the comic books crashes into the Brooklyn Bridge. It's, it's a nice little nod. <laughs> and to they the, fucking rebuild it exactly as it was. Uh, that's a whole other thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's a nice little comics nod as well as just a nice little bit of irony everything is falling apart Homelander is visibly falling apart in that scene oh that one really hurts him because he's like no Nor wouldn't run Nor Nor wouldn't do that to me Nor wouldn't run and it's in front of the United together with like all of them so it's it's just yeah no it's all a facade oh yeah but (laughs) just I love the way the deep kind of goes through his little thing and then he, he gets his prompt from Cassandra of, oh, we'll tell him the I other thing. I just love the fact that she's about three paces behind him. Oh, she's always lurking in the she background. She just around yeah. in the background like some fucking Victorian ghost. No, she is. She's always lurking in the background. And even after that scene, after after they tell Homelander, uh, we, we think we figured out... Why don't out, you tell him what we found? Yeah, we, we, we figured out what Soldier Boy is up to. He's probably going to go for the TNT twins. We they're know. in Vermont uh, Homelander honestly just looks relieved that somebody's done something useful to help him or I think he's surprised it comes from the deep of all people as well yeah but he's just like oh, okay good yeah you right. go there yeah you just go and deal with that just yeah. fuck it and when you, if you go there and he's there just call me yeah but while yeah. I freak out over here yeah but when <laughs> but before we see his lovely freak out scene and lovely it is, Cassandra, or the Deep says to Cassandra, oh, you know, I could have handled it. And she's like, no, we're, we're doing it together. And he's like, okay, they kiss. And immediately they he walks kiss. off. Did they not kiss or hug no, or something? No, no, she puts her hand kind of around his neck and he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but, and then he, but walks he walks away off, from her. Yeah, and she starts to follow him again, just a couple of feet behind. That, She's just always I, I, behind that him. That I think is a nod to kind of weird Christian culty things where the woman falls but it's, it's a submissive. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's, there's definitely something going on with her underneath and it definitely seems like there's trouble in paradise anyway under sea paradise because well, like, the deep's not he is not overly happy. <laughs> the, he does not like her seafood platter. That's Yeah, he's definitely not happy with the sex he's having with her and I think he's like well I'm back on the 7 now I don't need you anymore it's not the type of clam he likes no it is not the type of clam he likes <laughs> but yeah the Homelander's freak out um, that you just mentioned there in the mirror as well as it being oh, not exactly straight as uh, out of the comics because there's a scene very like it in the comics this one it's just well no oh. like you get the, the beginnings of it are out in the hallway when he's talking to Deep yeah. where it's a continuation of when he finds out that he's that Noir's gone and he's like no he wouldn't leave me and it's this whole it is complete disbelief he's like Noir was the only one that he kind of came on who would always be there he's the only one that's not fucked him over yeah well and in the same way that Annie is having very few people to rely on he's yeah. he's lost not the last Maeve but in the last episode he realised okay well I definitely can't count on Maeve yeah he knows that Supersonic well, couldn't count uh, on Noir he helped him. him get rid of Maeve exactly so he's counting on Noir staying and Noir's gone oh shit fuck this I'm out of here so that means that Noir is more afraid of Soldier Boy than he is of Homelander yeah which, or yeah, he's which, more afraid of Soldier Boy than he do than he's like uh, values his friendship or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. So our homeland thinks that him and Black Nora have. Yeah, yeah. So Black that's Nora. that's a blow to his ego. It, yeah, it was the last one left and, that he cared about. Anyway. Yeah, and then having the deep be like, oh, but we think we know 
where Soldier Boy is. So it's like, here's this devastating news, but here's something that you might be able to go and pummel. <laughs> yeah. You know, they he did it the right way. He was like, here's the bad news. Here's something useful. Yeah, bad news first, good news. Probably the good way to go at home, that is. Yeah. If, if you can manage to get him past the bad news without dying. Yeah. Yeah, well... I <laughs> Maybe mean, good news, bad news, good news. Compliment sandwich. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, having him just being like, oh, he could have ate his chip. Yeah, well, it hands him the chip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hands just, him it. But yeah, from the disbelief that he, he, he portrays in that scene to, to just the whole mirror scene, Anthony starts fucking amazing in this episode watching him doubt and watching him go through this fear and the other self being like no this isn't what you want you liar liar pants on fire you need Mm. to tell me what it is you really want and when he says all I want is to be loved yeah and it's in this little small scared child kind of voice and the way the other the whatever we'll call him mirror homelander is being like, oh, come on, it's you and me, and remember how we did this? And yeah, and I got you through those times in the bad room, and, and he keeps calling him Tiger. Yeah, and he's acting like a small child that needs reassurance. It's it very much a regression. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. To that no. little Mirror, boy. Mirror Homelander is the daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and and I normal was, Homelander. I was really expecting it to morph into Vogelbaum's voice. Mm, no, I think that might have been... Uh, that might have been no, a touch too far some of the stuff he was saying before he got to there you, you've still got some humanity left in you which is why you want to be why you mule and want to be loved and want your mommy and your daddy and boo hoo hoo yeah before he got into that spiel the bit yeah. about being strong and this that I thought uh, yeah. no, I can was going to start perishing kind yeah, of I can see why phrases you... before but I think the whole point of that is the, the mirror Homelander is the super ego it's it's everything that he wants to be. It's no holes barred and super confident in it and hates the human part of normal yeah. Homelander. So he, he wasn't going to turn into it. It would have been counterproductive, I think, to have yeah. him. No, but up until he starts kind of the taunting and that. Yeah. That's kind of where I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is his, like, it was going to morph into it being like, oh, you're the hero and you're this and you're that, giving him some form of pep talk. No, I think that's the the master race ideal that Homelander actually wants to be is that man in the mirror. That's yeah. that's. I'm talking to the man <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> you you wanted to didn't you want to use a Michael Jackson song in this episode because fucking, Ben fucking Ben because so who called Soldier Boy Ben? I meant to bring it up in the last episode when Crimson <laughs> came to when season and goes Ben. I was like. What kind of fucking name is Ben for Soldier Boy? I was not ben. expecting that. Whatever about John for Homelander. John is just one I'm of those Kevin. names. No, um, no, no. Deep is a Kevin. Yeah, Deep is a Kevin. John for Homelander, fine. Whatever. That, yeah, whatever. He could be no, John no, no, Smith, no. probably. Ben? But Ben, it just no, he's, seems so he's random. Like, what's like a Why is good... he a Ben? Oh, he's probably Benjamin. Was that, a re- maybe, was that like a really popular name in the, the 20s when he would have been born? Pro- it was probably Benjamin. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I was not expecting Ben. ben. I really, really ben. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> ben. Yeah, I meant to bring that up in the last episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, but sorry. All, all, all props to Anthony Starr uh, for yes. that scene. That just, 
especially when they're cutting back and forth between and it's just shots of his face one as scared Homelander one as mirror Homelander it, it's just yeah well done hats off to you so yes. a round of applause the whole, the whole shebang that was fucking brilliant <laughs> it's nice, it is nice to see a little breakdown going on and it yeah. is everything's getting to him and he says that he's like what if Edgar's right yeah. what if they find out I'm just talent what if they think, find out I'm a fraud like I just want them to love me <laughs> yeah that's what leads I into the I just want them, them to love, love me. me yeah god help us all if Mirror Homelander does manage to cut out that part of him like cancer because I think that's the only thing that holds Homelander back is the fact that he wants he's, love over fear yeah it's he's kind of almost like numb in this episode not numb shell shocked Yes, yeah, he definitely spends a lot of time in a kind of Michelle shock state for just, a, a number of different reasons. First, because of the news that Soldier Boy is back and it's yeah, blew up. That and that really yeah, done that rattles his cage a lot. Then the fact that deep he's like, can I? Or and, deep, as well as when he's like, can I take him? I don't think I can take him. I don't think I'm stronger than him. Yeah, Noir is fucking run from him. Yeah, that rattles him even further. And then obviously he he gets his biggest fucking rattle ever at the end of the episode. Yes, and boy does he. Yeah, because he discovers that uh, Butcher and Huey done done something. Something that comes in a little, little glass vial. And they're proper, proper shooting up. There. Oh, they are. Oh, that wasn't even the biggest rattle. Of course, that that's another rattle. He has yeah. that one. And then the fact that he gets yeah. the shit kicked out of But, but <laughs> damn, but, yeah. they, they're proper brass monkeys now. Yeah, when they are shooting up. Like, they got know. fixed kids. <laughs> yeah, after after Huey's having the chat with him and damn. Butcher, with, sorry, with Soldier Boy, yeah. Butcher comes back and says, right, I found out where the twins are. We're oh, off. Butcher walks in just at the right time there too. Shit got a little bit tense. Oh yeah, it was a bit tense. It was getting a wee bit tense. I just love the fact that the shield is just propped up against something and Huey can't even fucking lift it. It's just a slab. No, I love the Geiger counter getting more... As he's getting agitated. The more annoyed he gets. But yeah, no, when Butcher comes back and says, right, we're off to Vermont and the two lads start shooting up. No, when Huey's like, you've got blood on you and and Butcher just goes, not mine. Not mine. And just (laughs) continues on and is like, I got an address in Vermont and then cuts straight to them. Fucking shooting up. Like, Slapping the arm and all, going oh, it for is it. Proper brass monkey stuff. Well, I, you get it more with Butcher because the you get the kind of when he lets go and it floods the veins. Also, with glowing going into the vein is very cool. It's a nice touch, yeah. And his eyes flare, and then it cuts to Huey, and nothing happens. Well, Huey, no, Huey, you can. Huey s- just kind of goes. Uh, yeah you can see Huey's got the rush but you were saying it would have been really nice if he'd flickered yeah if there had been like in the same way that Butcher's eyes light up yeah for a second if Huey like flickered for a second the like, way Teddy Stillwell yeah does. exactly the way Teddy Stillwell had done just for a split second just a his, little glitch yeah just to engage his powers as it were and Homel- or Soldier Boy's like the fuck is this shit the soldier boys already got to like deal with men like carrying babies wearing babies as like fashion accessories basically whatever is going on in the world so he's just like okay this is a thing well I mean well I don't know he spent the last 40 years getting tortured by Russians like this could just be regular occurrence that's what I was going to say have they have they well he doesn't care about drug taking because we saw him what he wanted was babies (laughs) But, but have they told him about the V24? Or? No, I don't think they have. I or, think so does he just think they're just shooting up some fucking, like, you know, coloured heroin? No. So well, guessing. he sees the eyes, so he knows there's something Of course, yeah, on. he saw the eyes, duh. But after that, we do get our very first taste of Herogasm. Yeah, which... And our first taste of the TNT twins in the modern day. 
Yeah, I like the fact that the Jeep is still driving his big obnoxious yellow Hummer. Yes. Uh, the house, bit weird. Water his pants, not the Jeep's pants for once. The weird codpiece thing that... <sighs> no. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of, of clothes and stuff, I'm amazed actually at your restraint. You haven't talked about Ashley's clothes in ages. Oh, what, the fact she looks like an insane candy striper in this episode? Yeah, that time in particular you might have brought it up in this episode. No, she's kind of normal for her. The last really fancy outfit that I liked was the silver lame suit that she went booting it down the hallway in. <laughs> to be like, your numbers are up! When she's like, oh, you're all up! Past, past Starlight. Yeah, and Sorry, she's like, I... Starlight, not now! And she bursts in on Homelander while he's naked and she's like, you're up! <laughs> and then she just moves the phone to co- or the iPad to cover it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's really up. And there are many things up inside the TNT household as yeah. the deep discovers. When... I still think it looks like a 70s fishbowl party. Oh, it, uh, it, we'll, we'll get onto it. We'll get onto it. Yeah. But the deep has obviously heard tell. Well, it's this legendary inside. thing. It's, uh, you know, and the, well, the twin, twins are like, oh, you know, you graced our little soiree. And yeah, he's like, we don't oh, normally no. get such a big star. I was expecting it to be like a Willy Wonka wonderland of sex. <laughs> and especially the way they lead into it there because we don't see anything in that bit. No. Deep walks She's inside. She's wearing like a weird dominatrix outfit. He's in like gold lounge Again, Nothing unusual, particularly for soups that we've seen before. No, but... uh, his boots were a nice touch, I found. <laughs> but then the deep walks in and goes, this is, this is hero gasm and you hear a whole lot of moaning and then it immediately cuts away yeah so the way they lead into it yeah you would think ooh this is going to be interesting yeah but Caligula ass sea of bodies yeah oh yeah that's, that's definitely what you think and and we can get onto the, all the hero guys and chat later because we keep coming back to it. They all roads lead to hero guys. I know, and I even said it in the summary, but like, I'm, come on, let's I move know. on. <laughs> well, to a scary, scary thing. Annie has been called back to the tower by Ashley. Yeah. It's sometime after the hair pulling and Homelander's little mirror pep talk that they have to go on to whatever this daytime talk show it's on VNN though yeah it's it's the, the, <laughs> that's why they got Rachel Ray on it making empanadas now this was a thing that got I was just running when I was in the car last night I was just thinking to myself and the Rachel Ray thing was a really weird reference and it made me kind of sad because the last time I heard about Rachel Ray do you remember she got shit for wearing for doing the... a Starbucks ad where she wore what some people thought was a Muslim looking scarf yes I do and she got that. shit for that do you remember when that was the kind of worst of the stupid racism in the States? Yeah. Yeah, that made me really fucking sad. Yeah. And I wonder, is that why they included it? Or is it just, that's literally, that's the last time I heard of Rachel Ray living over here in Ireland. Yeah. But yeah, that occurred to me and I was like, oh, yeah, that was, not that 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 was harmless in any way, but it certainly wasn't as bad as things are now. No, I just thought it was funny that they have this massive studio in-house and they still can't stop their fucking reporters yeah. going off script. <laughs> she runs. As soon we, as they clear that, she is out of that chair and she is sprinting in oh, the field. Because Ashley is after her with that, you know Ashley is secretly trying to get into that big old Homelander donkey dick strap on. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But amazingly, considering all the shit we talk on this podcast, we've never really talked about Homelander as Trump. We talked about his rhetoric a little bit and we've once or twice said he's he's said Trumpian things. But they're really playing up the Trump stuff in this season. Yeah, especially with it is safe to go outside. It is this. When Ray cuts her off with it, that's a nasty question. That was exactly how we saw White House briefings. 
the way he talked about the the storm chasers. Oh, well, I don't know anything about storm chasers, but what they're saying is obviously totally right. It was like the Proud Boys. I don't know yeah. anything about those Proud Boys. It, like, they're really wrapping it up this season, but I like that they've included that bit where even towards the end of Trump's presidency, he got so crazy, Fox started to turn on him. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing here is he's gotten so fun that even Vought news Vought owns this literally owns this yeah. it's in the name and she's still she's willing still like, as a journalist to go against the network now granted she she does point the question at Vic but still yeah. you can see the panic in Ashley if this is oh, all she script. snatches it straight away and starts going through and she's like just waiting on the bell going because she is after her she takes her down like a fucking mature student takes down a professor at five o'clock <laughs> Yes, but in in that Trump analogy, it's 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 nice to see that they're that was so scary. The way he points, he is like it is safe, and it's like I don't want to go out fight now because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be yeah, there. You're going to be out there telling me it's safe. And people like you. Oh, Todd's probably got a raging heart on right now. Todd's probably running around outside going, "It's safe." Homelander told us it's safe. Uh, Fuck that guy. Fucking uh, Todd. <laughs> But yeah, no, I just, I, I just thought that it was nice to see that. Yeah, even, even Vought News Network seemed to be like, no Homelander, maybe rein it back in a little bit. Just a wee bit. I like the way they spring uh, Vic on. On Annie. Annie. Poor Annie. Because it was like, when she walked in, it was like, oh, damn. Who, who do you think was responsible for that? Because the scene that follows with them, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But. When did she realise? That's the thing. Is when did that. Yeah, that was just, I was like. I felt like it was something like. To make a point, I think of she like, knew that shit was up when Annie showed up to rescue Huey after Huey broke it. What they had had no, the it's fight. not so much. How, no, not how did Vic figure it out? It, they, who, they've been who, set up, who set up the interview to put Starlight on the back foot and not tell her that Vic was coming? I don't know. That was the only thing I thought. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you're right about as, as to how Vic figured it out. Is I reckon, yeah, she she's copped that Huey's being dodgy, and the last time I saw them, he was really dodgy, and Starlight showed up, and they had a not too great story, and she yeah. did cast that line at him of "Don't be afraid of women in power." Or yeah. Women. So yeah, I think that's how how she knows. But yeah, she lets Annie know that she knows. Yeah. And I did like the blink twice line. <laughs> You looked like you were being fucking held hostage in that video. Yeah, blink twice. If you're afraid to talk. Because she's not afraid to talk. Nope. Well, like she said, she was like, you can put them away because I'm... Essentially, she's like, I'm faster. You won't win. No, it was more that she's clearly not concerned about Homelander hearing anything. No, well, like she's the... Is she Edgar's secret weapon against Homelander? Well, if she I is, don't she's think not anybody Edgar's really, anymore. I don't think anybody... No, she's not Edgar's anymore. Um, is that shit? Is that Homelander's fucking plan? It's gotten her on side. Well, yeah, it hurt. I, I'm trying to decide as well why she's trying to get Annie on side. Is it just to get her to be like, look, I know you know my secret and you've exposed a whole load of secrets in the past? Yeah, well, if she gets Annie on side, that's the same reason why Vought wanted Annie. She pulls in this massive evangelical Christian market. So anything yeah, well, she that says, she endorses. She's got however many, oh, 190 yeah. odds. So it is. So she could be genuinely like, do you know what? This will also benefit me. She's not doing any goodness of her own heart. Oh, yeah. And, and she definitely wouldn't dislike all the benefit of having Annie vocally and, and like publicly support her. But I think her real motive is to say to Annie, yeah, no, look, don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't go blabbing about me as well. Just, yeah, when she's on the way, she's that, like, that, hey, don't that mention this. shot. Oh, that's a nice thread. That, yeah, I, I, that's a, when she says, don't mention this chat, I think she means all of it. Yeah, don't mention like, anything to do with me yeah, and my like, super abilities. And yeah, it gives her that lovely parting shot. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm still confused. Does she have to make eye contact or not? She does. 
You sure? All right. The fight with Tony at the start of the season. Well, I that think, seems sets to be extremely up. directed as well. Because she but takes that, out part of his hand. Whereas I think if she's just trying to like squelch everybody. She I think the, hard, the harder she has to concentrate. The, yeah, the, the, the more like that was when we saw the uh, the white of the eyes coming in when she was fighting with Tony and, yeah. and it was only she can only explode things she can see definitely the case yeah I think absolutely because he's trying to cover her eyes and that's why she's only able to blow up his hand and then when she kind of turns around she cracks like part of his skull yeah. and his jaw so it's literally only what no, she can see it, just because Annie's nose doesn't trickle until the door closes so I'm like, when did, what did she do? Did she pop a couple of like blood vessels up there? Well, yeah. And it's just on... taken that long for her to realise her nose is bleeding? Well, it all, it all depends on, on the, the specifics of Did she just turn you... around and like give her daggers from the door? I, I'd say that to me, that'd be more about how the specifics of the head exploding part works as opposed to anything to do with her vision. Does it compress your head? Does it explode range? your head? Does it do it all at once? Is it a pressure buildup? And is it the pressure buildup is what causes your nose to bleed? So did she just start to do it to Annie and that caused the nosebleed? Or can she literally specifically cause a few nose vessels to burst? I don't know, but I think it is in the specifics of, yeah, of the I, power I rather to, than the vision. I, I just, her power because of the Congress mass head kaboom where she isn't looking at people while their heads are exploding. I, I just, I'm a little There's, bit confused. There's a I would like of, clarity. No, I'm totally with you. There's a couple of times in this series where they've kind of soft rebooted things. Yeah. We got a Crimson Countess name drop in the very first episode. Yeah, she was Annie up against Where Annie said she Annie. was competing against the Countess. Yeah. But at the time, in the trivia, it said it was a nod to the Crimson Countess in the comics. Obviously, we would know now that Oh, maybe she was. Maybe the Countess was trying to get onto the seven at the same time as Annie. Yeah, she needed the paycheck to save the gems. But, (laughs) yeah, but it could or it could contradict it, but it's a bit of a soft reboot. We've seen it in a few other things. That's the only obvious one that springs to mind now. And I think maybe when they wrote all the head exploding things, they hadn't worked out the ultra specifics of her powers yet. Because I remember at the end of season two, when she, her eyes went all white, when she popped the Dana's head, everybody was like, oh... Why did her eyes go white and not in Congress? Yeah. And to me, it's always just been the harder she has to concentrate, that's when her eyes go white. In Congress, everybody's right in front of her. She can just look around at them and not make it obvious and pop heads left, right and centre. Adana was miles away. She had to squint her eyes and and try. Not miles. But the guys in Congress were right in front of her. Yeah. Adana was across a garden inside a building. She was looking at them through a window. So yeah, I think the harder she has to concentrate, that's when the eyes come in. Yeah. And no, you're right to want clarity. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things where when they wrote it the first the first scene to do with her powers, they hadn't really fleshed it out yet. But it would be nice to get some more fleshing out because one thing that I we both I think think could really have done with some fleshing out is is little Nina. I'm kind of like, bored with her. Um, I liked her at first, but I'm just bored with her now. Little Nina compared to the little Nina character in the comic books is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. She's kind of a wank, wank gangster. Yeah. Like we've like, gotten all this bluster when she's introduced about how she's so vicious and like this guy, the last time somebody went against her, the only reason he died is because she let him die. Yeah, he was sliced to bits before and she let him die. what has she done? She's just like, she just smokes cigarettes and smears and tells stories. Yeah, it's it's an awful lot of threats and implied threats to get people to do what she wants. And when it comes to it, like you were saying, yeah, she basically just tells Frenchie, you choose which one of these has to die or she they both die. She doesn't torture either. Okay, we yeah, get the Frenchie butt, which is for, always but nice. For what, yeah, for what we've been told about Little Nina, for what's been implied about Little Nina, 
she should probably be torturing both of those women in front of him. I'm not saying I want to see that on screen. No, but, but like for what Cherie, we've been told. Like Cherie was so scared she ran. Yeah. Not very far. And the way, Nina got her. And the way but she like, talked about little Nina in that first yeah. scene. She's a woman who was absolutely terrified. I, yeah. I d- it's a fate worse than, like little Nina is a fate worse than death. And then all, all we've seen from her is, yeah, not idle threats, but yeah, threats, veiled threats. And repeatedly talking about Frenchie and his leash. Uh, She wants Frenchie back, but I don't know if she wants him for his dick, his cooking, or his assassin skills. Or all three of them. (laughs) Because it was like the first time she was like, oh, he was, you know... She, the first time we meet her she talks about him decapitating the guy with the sliding door of the minivan yeah, and which like, I kind of wish had been a flashback because that just would have been hilarious because it would have been very similar to that bit in Lockstock Vinnie Jones with the car door yeah. the second time she's talking about his castellette and how it made her calm yeah and she's just she's always banging on about uh, Frenchie you are you you know you're you say this I and you want this you, you say that you you don't want it but you're the best at violence and you're this that and the other and yeah she's just trying to convince I, yeah it just she just she just she was fun at the, fir- at the start in the first when she was first introduced and they just kept banging on about mm. the same thing with, well with her she keeps banging on about the same thing and I would have uh, I would have been happy with she didn't come back after Russia yeah. Like, they didn't need to bring her back. Because even, like, if you look at little Nina in the comic book, she has, she controls a lot of the soups in Russia. She has fingers that she's she's extremely powerful. She's shown to be an incredibly vicious but shrewd businesswoman yeah. as well. And she commands a lot of respect and power. She's not swanning about in the back of a fucking deli. Yeah, and I think... Plus I, she's only like four foot nine in the comics. <laughs> she's and it, tiny. She, and has a massive dildo. It's hilarious. But she... Yeah, no, she... operated. Stop talking about her tail toes. She, like, she could have sent them off to do that assassination of the oligarch. Given, her, given the boys the info. And like, I understand Russia was a shit show. But it didn't necessarily have to be traced back to her. No. They didn't have to bring the storyline in because it doesn't really further the the Frenchy female storyline a huge amount Other than to bring to her keep back them. in. Yeah, and I just yeah, no, I'm I'm kind I'm just over little Nina. Yeah. Because the scene itself is, is fun when I like the fact that they bike locked him by the neck to the the girder. Yeah, and we get to see some Frenchy ass. And some scars. Also, nobody told Cherie that the quickest way I have handcuffs on a chair is to fling yourself backwards and break the chair. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the actual fight scene is quite yeah. fun with, with Kimiko slicing Oh, but she gets him with the handcuffs in the neck. Yeah. And um, little Lena Scarpers, we don't even see her scarper. We don't even get to see her which, scuttle off like a bug. Yeah, because I was like, I, again, the, probably just because I'm done with her, I was expecting her to die in that scene. Or to you to at least to be like... Until we meet again. Yeah, because you, you know. see Cherie tackle her. Yeah. And, and then, then Cherie she gets, gets knocked by the guy who then goes after Kimiko and she ends up killing him. Squatchy, but we squatchy. don't see little Nina again. And no, I was until, expecting her to until come. friend, she's like, oh, she's gone. She's gone, she's, it's she's over. She's run away. Yeah. And, uh, but I was but like, then, if she's supposed to be so vicious, surely she would have just been wading in there herself. Yeah, and, and especially after like the guy... Not, she doesn't see... Like if she, the way they were making her out is that she's not above participating in the violence. So and when Kimiko... Yeah, when you're about... Not, when he knocks, she knocks a gun out of his hand, 
little Nina takes a step back and drops her cigarette. Like, oh my, like, how dare, like, yeah. the audacity. Yeah, it goes to get the gun and that's when Cherie tackles her. Yeah. Your man knocks Cherie over and then goes after Kimiko. So I was fully expecting little Nina to, to go over and start, like, yeah, or start, like, kicking the yeah. crap out of oh, Cherie or something. Like, yeah, get to see the, the two of them fight. Medium style. But yeah, she's just scarpers and I assume it's so that she can live to annoy me another day. Yeah, she probably um, I'm guessing that she'll probably because later on when we check back with Frenchie and Kimiko towards the end of the episode yeah they're back in the flat iron yeah and they have the conversation where where Kimiko says she's a monster she's been a monster all along it wasn't a V I because we we kind of talked a bit off air and we thought oh what was going to happen in this episode was that Frenchie or sorry the female would find out what had happened to Frenchie and would take some V24 to to go go and rescue him and she that, doesn't have her powers anymore. Yeah, and that that might end up being permanent for her as a complication, and yeah. she's end up stuck with her powers again. But Sorry, that, talking to V twenty four. What the hell does Huey pull out of his ear? Oh yeah, there's, there's a, some weird goo. Yeah, because I'm assuming that there's definitely gonna gonna be some side effects. I was like, we're so, gonna see some side effects. I was like, effects. did he just like find? Because he does end up puking his ring up every single yeah. time was that just some vomit that he missed <laughs> but no I think that I think that's just a little hint that there are going to be some side effects yeah because I saw some people saying that in the last episode Huey opening the jar was maybe the jar a, was half empty it had already been opened he wasn't trying to pop a fresh one yeah but some people were saying that he couldn't lift the shield either but some people were saying that it was a, a it was shown that there was some remnants and that maybe temporary V wasn't so temporary. Where oh, we, you would build up. Uh, uh, yeah, there'll be a residue or whatever. Yeah. But we were saying that no, it it just shows that Huey's competent now. Yeah. But the, at this, I do think it's setting up. No, there's going to be some shitty side effects to the temporary V. Whether that is full time superpowers or something worse, I, I don't think know. It's probably going to be something degenerative because probably yeah. The more you take it, the worse it makes you. This is what like three times for Huey, four times mm. for Butcher. And what, that was then nobody I, knows what that's going to fucking do to you within what a two three week period yeah and that that's why I thought if the female had to take some V24 it, it would end up being permanent for her because she was already injected with normal V yeah and whatever but that, that blast did to her has just kind of switched it off yeah that's what I thought maybe would happen but yeah she doesn't take V24 in this episode and at the end of the episode I she does get the absolute shit kicked out of her. Oh god, yes, yeah, she does. But I think when she's when he's punching her right in the stab wound. Oh, you hear that oh. and you feel that. There's a lot of real squelchy. No, just in the cross, and especially with the big punch up later on. There's a lot of real weight to the fight scenes in this episode. Mm. Like they are, they are visceral, and you, you not you feel them, but like there's there's heft to them. But um, yeah, when when Kimiko's talking about being a monster. Oh my god, it's so sad. Oh, it's heartbreaking. But all I could think was, is she is is she gonna want her powers back now? If she's yeah. decided that that it's not the V that made her a monster, is that justification for her staying a normal human removed? If that makes sense. No, Frenchie's gonna be able to convince her. Hopefully, I think they're gonna be each other's redemption. It certainly seems that way because, because she, she then makes tries the to tell comments him about the things that you know the story that Lonita tells of him kneeling in the glass. Yeah, and uh, yes, choices. You're you're not the person that little Nina says you are. Yeah, so he's like, you've got to believe it as well. You may not. You're not this person. Yeah, and I think that uh, that you just trying to. She's literally just trying to survive. Oh yeah, like yeah, she she killed that guy like pretty brutally, but like I mean, he deserved it. <laughs> you know, well, she's already she keeps, pa- just keeps stabbing him after he's dead. But well, in fairness, she didn't really after that 
one in the femoral artery she didn't really need to I mean considering the beating he gave her yeah. I don't blame her for wanting to do that like never mind anything that happened to her in the past just that beating alone yeah, that would, would make beating. you want to stab the fuck out of somebody <laughs> like that but yeah so I'm not I'm not sure where where they go from here does little Nina show back up again to try and take them on again? I don't. And know. does the female, or or maybe does Frenchie end up taking some V twenty four? I don't. I, I don't do want you know any what? more I Nina. I really want little Nina to get caught in the crossfire somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, I don't. I don't know just where to she's be, gonna just to be rid of her. Yeah, I don't know where she's gonna fit back in, but she got away, so I know they're gonna bring her back. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just a completely open and and loose plot thread. So, I don't want her to come back, but for the sake of closure, I suppose she has to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of bored with her. Yeah, oh no, I'm definitely bored with her. And, and I was so excited. She's just very one-dimensional. And it's, mm. yeah, it's it's boring now. Like, it is boring now. And that's why I'm like, yeah, they shouldn't they shouldn't have brought her back after the Rochelle Yeah, this is the third appearance of her and fourth appearance of her. And it's just all, eh. And especially when you think of the other characters that Well, she should have at least tortured the pair of them for a little bit in front of Frenchie. But yeah, well, that's what she I, has. Like she's supposed to be yeah, so wasn't, vicious and vindictive, and why isn't she drawing out Serge's misery? Yeah, no, it's it's rare if ever we've had to say about this show the old show don't tell. Yeah. But, but with little Nina, they did an awful lot of telling, and they didn't actually show us. And I think that's probably why we got annoyed yeah. with her so quickly. And I think yeah, there was nothing when like when we watched episode four at the end of episode four, Soldier Boy is broken out. Kimiko has gotten damaged. Was there any point at all that you considered? How are they going to explain this to little Nina? No. So why the fuck did they bring her back? Yeah. Well, I know she's like, oh... You know, for me. Just, anyway, for yeah. me. I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't know why she's there. I felt like she'd run... She'd run her course. She, yeah. she didn't... To me, she definitely, absolutely didn't need to come back. Like, okay, there was no... I don't think there was any blowback on her. She, and she's... There wasn't necessarily anything... Okay, maybe in a super realistic world... A high-tech lab gets broken into in Russia. They're going to really want to find out what happened. Mm. But if little Nina's as good as we've been told she is, nobody would have known that she was, was the person her. who sent those guys in or gave yeah. them that information in the first place. So yeah, she didn't. It wouldn't have been a plot hole if she didn't come back, I don't think. No, they got what they needed over and that was it. Kimiko did the job that she was... That was the whole and, thing. Was It was a straight trade. They got the information. Like, they held up their end of the bargain by, okay, not so cleanly killing that guy, but killing that guy. And they got information. That was it. She didn't... Well, no, fuck, she, if she that. didn't want any go back, they should have put in stipulations that maybe not kill everybody. No, no, maybe that. give them more information on that. who's Hang there. On. Hang on. Little Nina specifically requested the female, female. Yeah. which means she knows exactly what she's capable of, and that's well, she why killed she wanted a lot her. Of her people. But that's why she wanted her. So mm. why the fuck would she then be upset that she she kills too many people at the oligarch's house? She can't be upset about that. She can be upset about the lab thing. But she didn't but she put didn't. in any stipulations nope. or she could have prevented that with more additional information on guard rotation and codes. Yeah, no, I just... <laughs> I've read too many fucking... She didn't need to come back, I don't think. No. I'm sticking with that one. She didn't. And, and as I said, if if she had furthered the Frenchie and female story in some major way, yeah. that might have justified her. But there's I still think torture of... would have furthered that story in terms. No, <laughs> but, but like it, it, yes, there was but... no like super harrowing event that happened to them. It's not like when no, Kimiko but... was taken in season one and Frenchie's trying to get her back. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that the only growth in the Frenchie and female story in this episode is that the female discovers or feels 
that she is a monster without the V. They could have given that to us in any number of ways that didn't involve Nina at all. Yeah. They like if that that's the only real development we get between the two of them in this story. Why the fuck did they have to involve little Nina in that? Yeah. I just yeah, I don't. It, it didn't justify. And it could have been something as simple as she got out of the hospital, they went to Vaultland, somebody grabbed her unexpectedly or something. Yeah, just any number of ways they could have done you know, it. And it's she lashes so many out ways. and been like, "Oh shit," you know, like and scared people have been like, "Fuck, I'm the monster." Yeah, and there's been a couple of other bits like at Vaultland. She's already had that uh, where she's worried about making those kids just like her. Yeah. In the last episode, when she terrified all the prostitutes when she killed the oligarch. Yeah. She, you know, what I mean, so she's already had these things about it, and I understand this is the to the culmination of that. She's been feeling like a monster. Then she does something monstrous without her powers, and and it gives her this realization. But you little, were gonna kill her. But little Nina didn't need to be part of that realization. No, I don't think. No. Uh, I think we've banged on about her for long enough now. Yes. And we're we're going quite late, so I think we might have to to call this a two part. Or what do you think? Come back and next week, or yeah. not next week. Sorry for the next episode. It'll just be all hero orgasm. Yeah, there's a lot that happens there. Oh, there's a lot that happens a, there. A lot that happens there. Put that house in Vermont. Um, yeah, it got some stories to tell. Oh yes, it does. And we definitely will have some stories to tell when we come back. I would expect that part two will probably go up within a day or so of, of you guys listening to this. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening to all near two hours of us waffling last week. Yes, <laughs> thank was you. a major amount of waffle. Thank you for tuning back in this week. And uh, we will talk to you guys very soon with part two of our Hero Orgasm Rant. And in the meantime, if you want to come and chat with us or tell us to shut the fuck up, you can find us on Twitter at RantsMono. You can find us on Instagram, where I have recently started posting again, at MonoRants underscore the underscore boys. Or you can send your own angry rants to MonoRantsPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll catch you guys very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorats. We are One Core Level 2 Podcast. This is Sci-Fi.